Hey folks, welcome back to another episode of Biomass. We're in episode 256. Glad you could join us. We got uh, a bit of a different crew than, than the last couple times, but uh, yeah. So let's start with some introductions, starting at the top of the list with Bait. What's up, everybody? My name is Bait. Um, I am a Florida man, and that's about all I do these days. All done with school and stuff for a while? Yes, sir. Just in the middle of an online class, but I mean, that's a joke. Nah, so. that's a count. No. All right, Jay, you're up. Hey, guys, it's Jay. I'm back uh, in one of my many inconsistent appearances, but that's okay. Uh, and I am hanging out in sunny Detroit, and it's legit sunny for the first time in, I don't know, like two to three years. But it's actually uh, pretty nice outside right now. Good stuff. And I am Pokey Draven. I help do the hosting of the show here. I do some YouTube stuff, some streaming stuff. Uh, you know, the usual uh, wannabe content creator out on the internet. But we have a podcast to do. So, uh, obvious topic that we're going to talk about today is going to be the Avengers Endgame. And, and we'll, we'll follow up with the uh, Spider-Man trailer that released uh, just today. But uh, we'll, we'll start with Endgame. So, normally we give it like a full two weeks. But we kind of decided that just because it's it's hard to talk about the movie without like actually talking about what happens in the movie. Um, and it has been like a week and a half or so that we're going to kind of go ahead and do a spoiler episode for Avengers Endgame. So if you have not seen it yet, you need to stop listening because it's going to be like all over the place here. So uh, that was your fair warning. So let's get started. So we've, we've all seen it here, right? Yes. Yep. They probably get to check on that first. Um, so just like uh, on a broad level, what'd you guys think of it? Just uh, in terms of overall quality, did you enjoy it? Was it fun? What'd you guys think? I thought it was really good like i like definitely i, I mean I, I would refer to it as excellent uh i'm i'm kind of on the fence whether i liked it more than uh, you know infinity war versus Endgame. um i'm not real sure on that one yet but overall i, I thought it was really really good i thought it was an outstanding way to wrap up uh, you know 22 separate movies in the marvel cinematic universe notice what i said there 22 separate movies uh, they did a really good job of fan service left and right in a good way and and definitely uh, pulled a lot of this together in a way that I, I, I don't know that I've ever seen, you know, like long form creative vision like played out on a screen like that. Um, you know, particularly when you look at it, not just as a single movie or a single installment, but a culmination of, like I said, 22 movies. Uh, I thought it was really, really good. There's a there's a couple choices in there. I, I was a little sketchy on, you know, like I, I didn't prefer them. However, overall, it was really well done. Like, really, really well done. What about you, Bate? Um, yeah, I, 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 I echo Jay's uh, sentiment. It certainly wasn't a bad movie. It was a really good movie. Um, not necessarily my favorite Marvel movie. Out of again all 22 of these movies um but it was really good i just wish that honestly it was like 30 minutes shorter uh than what it was but i enjoyed myself yeah no i I think that uh, you you guys are both pretty close kind of how i feel in that as well um it's difficult like i've started to kind of not like saying like this is my favorite or i like this one more than the other one just because it it doesn't it doesn't always translate so well. Um, I think that kind of what you were you're mentioning, Jay, like it's probably if I had to compare, you're, you're going to look at Infinity War versus Endgame. And I think what I kind of came to is that they're 
they're both trying to accomplish very different things where uh, Infinity War was all about like, how are we going to bring all of these characters together and have it mesh in a way that makes sense to kind of have the central plot line. Whereas Endgame was not really that at all. It was more of kind of like a, it almost described like a victory lap of everything that had come before and how are we going to kind of close out a good chunk of this and, and kind of move forward from there. And I think they were just trying to accomplish very different things, but uh you know, overall, it was it was it was really enjoyable. I really liked it. Um, if if its goal was to kind of be a victory lap for the the franchise, I think it it absolutely did that extremely well. Um, particularly with how they 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 did the plot, which was not at all what I was expecting. Like I'm I'm not sure how the source material is on this, but like how they structured that film was not at all what I went into it thinking it was going to be. So I mean, I was kind of caught off guard immediately. Um, which is good. Like it was, it definitely changed it up a bit for me. I like that, but uh, you know, like I said, overall, it was it did a very good job at it. Uh, it you know, wrapping things up. I think. Yeah, it definitely caught me off guard a couple of times. I think what is it like the first? Uh, I don't know. Maybe the first five or ten minutes. I'd say you know when Thor's standing there with the um, oh god, I don't know the names of anything. The the axe was it Stormbreaker or whatever, and he like fucking like decapitates Thanos really good really caught me off guard really enjoyable hey, hey um, uh, Flash this is gonna be a spoiler episode <laughs> just, I, I said that already I said that already I know. we're good I'm just, just totally covering my bases right now <laughs> yeah so, so you know, if, you, if, you, if you went into this and hadn't seen it yet Thanos dies in the first like 5-10 minutes um, which is insane I was just like holy shit mm-hmm. like, yeah just, dude like wow that was quick <laughs> movie's over yeah, I mean, I, I kind of thought, like, okay, we're going to see him, and we're going to go to the spot, and it's going to be like, oh, he's not here, or they fight him, and they lose, and they have to retreat and kind of, you know, come up with a game plan. And I'm like, oh, that's what I was expecting, right? Like, it's going to be kind of this big, like, long three-hour planning of how we're going to fight Thanos. Um, and it definitely was not that. It was pretty much like, yeah, he's dead immediately, and mm. then it's it's we're going to go back and see how we can undo what he did, not necessarily deal with him directly. Um, for the majority of the film, and I think that that's that's what really caught me off guard. But it was it was it was good. I liked it because what it allowed them to do. Because you know, first of all, whenever anything any movie or game says time travel, it, it's like red alert for me because you can do a really really bad time travel episode or a movie or whatever. Um, but I think that they. They executed on that well, but in, in, we can get onto in some of the specifics of that. But I think that that was a nice plot device to be allow them to go back and literally go through like sequentially like all the movies that came prior and like hit on major plot points and kind of remind you of everything that's happened up until this point um, in a way that made sense. That wasn't just a flashback; it was you know actually them going back and experiencing it. That was that was really cool. I really liked that because it was. Like I said, a victory lap for everything that had come before. And it was nice to see, like, you know, as as the plot developed um, and, and the, the movie kind of, you know, started to run its course, to see scenes from, I think it was, they used, like, uh, they just, like, lifted scenes from, I think it was the first Avengers movie for sure, and then... Um, and then was that elevator in, was that elevator scene with Cap in was that in um the second one or was that still in the first one? No 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 it was uh yeah, it was in Winter Soldier. Yeah, okay, yeah. So it, it was really cool to see, you know, how they incorporated um 
you know, that like Pokey was just saying, the time travel, but also um, kind of, uh, I guess, making you realize that these two movies, that there are these four movies, I guess I should say, um, are, are are really still tied together very heavily. Um, you know, like like I said, by using those those different scenes from those those movies, and I it made for a really um, uh, it it made me go, huh? That's cool. Yeah, I think I think so, one of the things they. I'm sorry, Pokey. Go, no, ahead. go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. The uh, so before we try to like dig into like kind of the threads of the plot and stuff, I will say this: like the utilization of a lot of those different Marvel movies and, and the callbacks, not just kind of the it's time slash dimension traveling, basically, they really brought in the Marvel multiverse. In fact, at one point, you know, there, you know, flash forward, we're going to talk about this minute with the Spider-Man thing. They actually kind of very directly say that, but um, it, it did a really cool job of these callbacks and you see things from a very different perspective um, throughout the, throughout the show. And I got to give a total, total shout out to Kevin Feige and, uh, you know, and the entire team, they brought back everybody. If there was a fucking extra, you know, drinking a soda in the corner of, you know, a Marvel movie eight years ago, that dude was in this movie, mm-hmm. like straight up. And in fact, if you go back and look, every single guy in that elevator scene with Cap, they were the exact same ones from the elevator scene in Winter Soldier um, and all standing in the same positions, which is. My, I mean, they brought back Robert Redford. Robert Redford for like a seven-second scene in the movie. Phenomenal. I mean, they they, they closed. That's that's what I was kind of getting at. They really closed out the entire series uh, really, really well. And it really kind of gave you a neat perspective on on the different characters. One of the, one of the better ones, I thought, was um, we're, we're going to have to talk about uh, Dad Bod Thor in a minute. But, like, one of the better ones, I thought, was the cap on cap fight, like Captain, you know, it's Captain America versus Captain America, young cap versus old cap. And you really got to kind of see a contrast of where Steve Rogers personality had gotten over the years versus the, you know, the young cap. Um, I, I just thought it was, the whole thing was really, really well done from the time travel aspect. And to their credit, they actually kind of made their own time travel rules, which again, were definitely kind of dimension traveling sort of, sort of kind of games. Um, I thought, I thought overall they handled that really well. Pokey, I'm kind of with you. I was a little concerned with the time travel jazz because that can fuck up movies really, really fast. Uh, but, and, and I really, and I, and, and I think everybody kind of knew they were going to do the whole go through the quantum universe kind of jazz with it, you know, to utilize the Ant-Man piece, but they really took a different route around it. I kind of thought that they were going to like maybe go into the soul stone or, go into some other different ways to, uh, you know, to pull some stuff off. I kind of like how they did this. It's, it's, a, I didn't quite see it coming this way. Um, but overall, I thought it was really, really cool how they, they folded in a lot of these pieces. Yeah. I mean, if, if you dig into the, the time travel stuff, like really deep, you can find plot holes, but the, the what it was good enough is that if you, you suspend your disbelief just a little bit. It's it's all believable and it all feels like it ties together pretty well as long as you don't think about it too hard. Because you've got some movies where they do time travel and you're like, none of this even makes sense, even if I'm not trying to make sense of it. it it's just bad. But this one felt like it all wrapped up really nicely. So they did a good job with that. And I think also another another thing that I thought was really masterful is that 
So I, I never saw Ant-Man, either of them, and I never saw Captain Marvel, um, just to kind of put it in perspective. And I think there are some core movies you really needed to see to understand what was going on in this film. But a lot of the side ones, they did a good job at having enough context clues, either because they went to that movie like in the time travel, or they, they just they talked about it just enough that you were able to kind of figure out what was going on in that particular character's movie, even if you didn't see it, and know enough to understand their role and what they're playing in this film. I thought that was really good, because I was I was a little worried about it. I'm like, I still have time to watch, you know, like three or four extra films I just never got around to before I go see this thing. Um, and I was never lost when I was in it. So, I mean, like, I know you were kind of asking, Bait, like, do I have to see Captain Marvel? I'm like, eh, no. I mean, I wasn't going to tell you it's because she's in the film for like 10 minutes, but um, they, they they do a good job, I think, at it kind of cluing you in on, on stuff you need to know for the plot to make sense. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, I, I was also hearing, like, I think I even asked about it in in our group chat. Like, I was hearing people say, you know, like you just mentioned that, you know, you got to see Captain Marvel. Um, or I, I think another absolutely one absolutely not. No, no, <laughs> at not all. at all. And I think I, I was also hearing that people were saying, "Oh, you got to see Ant Man the Wasp." Nah, you don't got to see Ant Man the Wasp before you see this. I mean, it really, um, you know, they if you've seen the 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 first Ant Man flip, you're fine as far as being able to understand, you know, okay, who is who is Scott Lang, who is Ant Man, and and how does this quantum realm um uh relate to everything i guess um so so don't don't listen to some of those people guys yeah i would say you don't have to see those um it i i might i had somebody ask me about this the other day i would i it's real simple you don't have to see him to enjoy this movie it's good enough you definitely you clearly need to see infinity wars clearly mm. um but if you didn't see the other 21 marvel marvel movies and you were kind of passingly familiar with Marvel, you would you buy everything and you you'd be okay mm-hmm, for sure. Uh, if you've seen the other movies, uh, it will make this movie way better. I, that that's that's kind of the way I kind of come at it. You can have a good time with this. It, it is a long movie. You're gonna have a really good kind of fan fanboy up time with this movie without the without the other ones. But if you have a knowledge of the MCU uh, before you come in, outside of Infinity War, it, it will. It will make the movie better, in in my opinion. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they they obviously they pay a lot of fan service for uh, understanding references, and little little quips they do, and, and certainly if they go back to that, in they go back in time to that character's movie or, or story, it, it it definitely helps to understand what was happening there. I think that probably the most critical ones are probably a lot of the Iron Man and Captain America is probably the, the really core ones you need to know. Um, the others, I mean, yes, you get a lot of uh, an improved experience by by seeing them. Though I do agree. So, uh, what'd you guys think of uh, Dad Bod Thor? Was that not the most uncomfortable thing you've ever seen in a movie before? Dude, ten out, I, ten out of ten. Yeah, I I give him some bold choices for that one. I thought it was actually worked out pretty good. It was one of those where. Um, it was it bordered it got right up to the point where it was almost a bit too uh, schlocky, you know, on a couple occasions. But Chris Hemsworth is actually a pretty good actor, and he pulled it off. I mean, he did a little bit. There's a little bit of Dude Lebowski going on at some points, but overall, I thought they pulled it off. And and I think, believe it or not, what pulled it off for me was the fact that they stayed with it the whole movie. I I kind of thought 
like that when he like towards the final fight scene when he like you know throws up the you know the the two super weapons with Mjolnir and Stormbreaker and lightning comes down. I I thought he would like kind of revert to like you know Rip Thor like Jack Thor. No, not really. I mean his armor like kind of tuned up and he got like some braids in his beard, but he didn't really become you know like I thought they were gonna like you know, drop the Fat Man Thor thing, but they stayed with it. And you know what? I I, I give him some props for that. Um, I thought it was pretty good. I, th- I thought I thought it actually kind of worked out really well. Yeah, I was expecting, you know, a you know, while they're, you know, getting ready for all the stuff they were gonna do that okay, he's gonna buy some, you know, Asgardian bullshit, just you know, get fit again in like a week. Uh but no, no, he's he's chubby until the very end. So it was it was pretty funny. Oh and uh uh God, what what's his name? He was in um Thor Ragnarok, the the guy with the the high pitched voice who's Tyco playing for the director? Yes. Yeah. what's the character's name? Uh Korg. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> so I was like, I forgot about that guy, but he's great. Um, you know, a lot of a lot of really good stuff with uh, with even the side characters coming back and 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 have some pretty funny lines. And then Thor talking shit on uh, on Fortnite. It, it, it made me laugh because of your your experience you were posting about uh, the other day. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's just <laughs> it, it's it's good shit. No. Yeah. Overall, I I, th- I like really like I think one of the things that sold the, the entire movie. So was the characterizations of all these, you know, initial wave Avengers. So, so I got to tell it. So just real quick, here's what happens in the movie in a nutshell, right after infinity wars, Tony Stark lost in space with cybernetic girl. He's dying. Captain Marvel saves him, brings him back. He's mad at everybody. Like, like flaming hot man. He's like super fly TNT mad at cap flash forward five years. Tony Stark's life's better. Got a kid, blah, 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 blah. Uh, there, at some point, Cap, you know, it's when Captain Marvel first came, comes back, and like I said, in the first 10 minutes of the movie, they're like, hey, let's find Thanos. So they find Thanos. Trust me, there's not a huge plot point giveaway. Literally, 10 minutes into the movie, they go in and Avenger his ass up. This time, Thor goes for the head. Still doesn't work out very well for everybody because they can't bring anybody back. Because he finds that they find out that Thanos got rid of all the Infinity, infinity Stones. He, like, basically destroyed the stones. Um, okay. Flash forward now five years. All right, got it. Scott Lang in the quantum universe. A rat goes across the, the on button to his like dynamometer TARDIS machine or whatever the fuck he's got. Turns it back on. He spits back out. Finds everybody like, holy shit, we thought you were snapped away. And he's like, no, I've been in the quantum realm. What's this quantum realm shit? Flash forward a few, you know, about another 30 minutes in the movie. They figure out that they can time travel or dimension travel and they can go back, get the infinity stones that Thanos destroyed to try to bring everybody back. Um, and I like the way that they started out with this, just as a quick aside. Tony Stark makes it very clear. He will not help them, and he will, you know, I kind of get the impression he would actively oppose them if they were going to try to, like, reset the clock to, you know, like five years earlier, or like basically prevent what was had happened happening. His deal was you will bring everybody back here to the current time, and that's very, very important, which, by the way, I think we're going to see play out significantly in um in spider-man homecoming and and part of the reason why is his life's actually gotten better he's walked away from the whole superhero thing lives well he's married pepper Potts, has a daughter that's five years old now so he does not want to lose that that's that's actually very important throughout the movie and it kind of sets up a lot of things deeper in in the in the movie so anyway they come back 
they they all agree, okay, we can do this time travel jazz. And so it literally becomes the time heist. I knew at some point somebody was going to say that. Um, and they split out amongst multiple different avenues throughout the Marvel uh, movie history. That's kind of what we were talking about earlier. All this craziness is happening. You get to see all kind of neat takes on different characters. And, of course, Thanos, old Thanos, figures out, hey, there's some shit up. And, obviously, I won because these people wouldn't be here if they weren't looking for the shit that I did. So he knows he wins at some point, and he needs to prevent them from making him lose in the past from future Thanos. Trust me, I know it sounds fucked up. You'll buy it all when you see the movie, if you haven't already. All three of you. Um, <laughs> and, and we mean that literally, because apparently the entire fucking world seen the movie by now. Uh, so, old Thanos, he comes flash-forwarding into the future. There's some kind of neat little plot twist with uh, one of the neatest character arcs in the entire MCU in, in, in the form of, um, help me out, crazy blue chick. Uh, Neb- Nova? No, or Nebula. 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 Thank there you. Thank go. God. Uh, so, literally, uh, one of the best character arcs of, of everybody in the movie is Nebula, or really over the entire MCU. There, there's a crazy happening that goes on. It's actually totally plausible the way it works out. It, they explain it really well. Um, Thanos, old Thanos, time travels his ass into the future, and they set up for maybe the biggest battle of all time on the movie. Of all things ever. Like, ever, ever. Like, imagine, like, all the Lord of the Rings, all of, like, all the Game of Thronesing, all the Star Warsing, all of the things. And and it all happens at one point. And at one point in the movie, I think literally anybody that has ever been in a Marvel, you know, in, in a Marvel movie, to include Howard the Duck, by the way, was out there duking it out with Thanos' dudes. And, and it was probably one of the better movie fight scenes, like superhero movie fight scenes I've ever seen, was Cap going toe-to-toe with Thanos using Mjolnir and his shield. Oh, that, that was crazy that was good. Like, the whole whole theater was just like, holy shit, kick his ass. Like, it was, it was, the, it was the coolest movie in the film, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he had this just beautiful combo move, like, with the, the hammer coming off of the, the shield, kicking the shield back in his – it was just – Phenomenal. So you know all that's going down. Marvel, come, you know, Mar- you know, Cap Marvel comes down. She's kicking some ass. Everybody's kicking it. Everybody gets a moment, and that they did it so masterfully. That's what made the battle scene so well. Is like the entire MCU is on the field, good and bad, and everybody gets a moment. Everybody. And of course, you get like the most girl power scene ever. There's like the oh, like, and then you, and you know the funny thing is like I was like I kind of get it, I kind of get it it's a little schlocky but you know what you start to get like holy shit there's like like non badass like badass females in there um, and you don't realize it over the course of the entire MCU they've rolled out a lot of just killer characters uh, like female characters in there really really neat kind of little little kind of what you know Spice Girls kind of moment for them. Um, but at the end, of course they win. And, and as, as a lot of people predicted, Tony Stark, uh, you know, he basically sacrifices, sacrifices himself to undo the snap and to basically not just undo the snap, but really to re-snap on Thanos and all of his people. Um, and, and the whole fight scene with Thanos is really good. Captain Marvel, great scene where she's starting to kick Thanos's ass. 
he does this little nifty move where he like smacks the glove and knocks one of the the power like I think it's the power stone. He knocks the power stone out into his raw hand and then punches her with it, takes her out. Uh, just like just the whole fight scene is full of great moves, but the the acting in the movie just throughout just the character based acting is crazy. And that you know Tony Stark's kind of his last real line in the movie. I am Iron Man. Uh, in you know, in a reprise kind of to Thanos's "I Am Inevitable," um, and it's the look on CGI Josh Brolin's face as he recognizes what has happened is everything else is fading to dust around, and and he starts to fade to dust. He just sits down and he's he knows it's happening. It's it's just eerie good. Um, you know, they have the, you know the obligatory sort of funeral scene for Tony, uh, really touching scene with his daughter and, and Happy Hogan. Uh, and then you kind of get the payoff with everybody else, uh, kind of going around, going along their way in terms of like, kind of what, ha- you know, by the way, you totally miss it here. Scarlett Johansson, great job as, uh, as you know, black widow, she sacrifices herself, uh, to gain the soul stone, much like Gamora, like died. She sacrifices herself to, to gain the thones, the soul stone for Hawkeye. So she, she's got her send off and you can't come back. If you sacrifice yourself with the soul stone, there is no coming back. So interesting twist. And they kind of hold to this throughout the movie. Gamora comes back, but it's old Gamora, not new time Gamora. They, that sets up a lot of neat stuff for the future guardians of the galaxy movie coming out. Yeah, that was, that was cool. Like I'm, I'm actually really interested to see where they take that because I mean, they, they kind of had that, they had their thing, you know, in Guardians 2, and now that's kind of gotten blown apart. It's going to be real interesting to see how, how they kind of reconnect with her and see how the events of Endgame have affected her and, and how that's, that interaction is going to go down. It's going to be really curious. Oh, yeah, totally. I, I think that's that's going to be one of the, the, the slick parts because you, you, you basically had a really cool super upgrade to a lot of the future Marvel franchises. We can talk about that in a second. So, you know, you know, one of the big ones is who's going to be, you know, what's going to happen to Cap. He gets the mission to basically take all the stones back in time again. So back to the back to the future kind of scene. And he's got to take Mjolnir back, which they you know stole from a different timeline, blah, 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 blah. And he's got to go back and place these things. It's like a reverse time house where he's got to go put all the stones back, which probably could be a three hour movie on its own, by the way. Uh, and he never, he doesn't come back. They think there's a problem and, uh, it's, you know, Hulk, you know, or really smart Hulk. Cause it's, which by the way, they did a great job with Banner and Hulk kind of merging their, their characters together. Them, Bucky and, uh, and Falcon are together and they see this old man sitting in the park near them. And it's Steve, it's old man Rogers. And he basically never came back. He elected to not come back. He went back in time to a, you know, some point, probably in the forties or the fifties, probably the fifties and lived his life from there in kind of an alternate timeline. And, you know, he's probably like 85, 90 or something. Uh, and, and he hands the, uh, hands the shield off to Falcon. I thought it was, it was a bit of a running. I was debating whether they, was, they were going to give it to Bucky or, uh, or Falcon. They've done both in the comics. Uh, more recently they've given it to Falcon and I think it's, a, it was a good move. Um, I think they'll do some different things with Bucky. Um, so Falcon kind of becomes the, you know, the kind of the new symbolic Captain America as he hands the shield off. But uh, overall, that's the entire movie, like soup to nuts. That, that's the whole movie. And there's about a million things we're leaving out 
Um, but at the core of it, you know, Jay's hot take, it's all about the characters. And they did just great work by all the original OG Avengers. They, they really gave them full arcs, brought their whole characters out, and, uh, and did everything. And oh, by the way, if you died before the snap, you ain't coming back. So Vision did not come back. He died before the snap. He didn't get to come back. Uh, so they well, they held to their rules really hard and fast, which I thought was really neat, by the way. Uh, so overall, killer killer good movie. I don't know that you could have wrapped up twenty two movies in a better way. Just to be honest with you. No, I agree. It was it was the perfect wrap up for the whole thing, and I I felt very satisfied at the end with everything that had come before it in that film. It was just like walking out of theater, like wow, that was that was good. Like this whole thing started. God, 10 plus years ago with Iron Man and it just, it feels good that it's, you know, it, it feels complete and at the same time still leaving room open for more. Obviously we'll get to that in a second, but um, it, it felt complete. And I think that's, that's what was really great about it. Okay. All right. I gotta, I just, I gotta ask um, favorite character art for all the folks in the Marvel, Marvel universe. What do you guys think? That's a beast. Ah, uh, yeah, that's rough. Um, so many good ones. I think uh, I I really do like how they they did Stark with you know starting with I am Iron Man and ending with Iron Man. I am Iron Man and and kind of his path from where he you know weapons manufacturer to I want to protect people and ultimately that's what he did at the very end. It was kind of the ultimate fulfillment of what he kind of decided he wanted to do. Um, in the very first film, and I, I think that was that was really well done. But that's the like I said, there's there's tons of others that are really fantastic. Ne- Nebula is also a that was a really cool one because you got to see Nebula now and then old Nebula literally side by side, um, and and the difference in philosophy that few years had had done between the two of them it was it was pretty pretty incredible. So she was really good too. I think mine would either be. Um... Would 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 either be Tony Stark or um or or, or Bruce Banner, honestly. Um, you know, going through and looking at how he started, where it was, it was a little bit hard for him to control. You know, when he was Hulk and when he was Bruce Banner, and then to see that kind of like um to to see those two characters uh and i i think they touched on this a little bit in thor ragnarok too where you start to see this um uh what's the i, I can't think of the word but where, where they start to like come together as as one and then to finally see that play out um in endgame where where they very much are um the same character um with with you know still having i guess two different personalities um i i, I thought was was really cool yeah i i kind of like that babe the uh i thought they did a really neat job of ma- basically making a hulk movie over the course of like three or four different movies mm-hmm. if you guys picked up on that in fact, about a, about a year and a half ago, two years ago, they had talked a little bit about that because everybody really liked Mark Ruffalo's take on uh, on on Bruce Banner and the Hulk. And and long story short, they could not, they can't make a Hulk solo movie. There's some like, there's basically some 
IP issues with that, but they could do anything they wanted with the character. They just couldn't make a solo movie. And, the, the, you know, you charted the natural progression of the character, the Hulk. And it's kind of neat because even though he's, he's definitely Bruce Banner and he's got all of the intellect of Bruce Banner, there's a little bit more like impulsiveness and sort of, you know, like, um, like the scene in the diner with the kids and stuff. It, there's a little, it's just, you could tell there's still a little bit of that, you know, kind of five-year-old-ish kind of, kind of Hulk that's tugging at the back of his mind a little bit. Uh, but I thought they did a really, really good job of bringing all that together. I, I totally agree with you on that one. I got to say, I, I'm not sure what the overall character arc is. I like the most. Um, I thought they were all like surprisingly good. Um, I, I think Nebula might've been one of the cooler ones, but I would have to say, I, I kind of tend to agree that the overall starting and ending with Iron Man, you know, the thing that really kicked off the mark, the MCU and the thing that sort of brought this phase of the MCU to a close was, was really good. Um, I, I just, overall, I mean, the movie was very, very good. I, I, I like, there's a, like I said, a couple things I was just like, eh, a little, little bit schlocky, but thought it was really good. And I thought Thor had kind of a neat, he had, I thought one of the, some of his stuff, like the comedic parts were a little bit ill-timed with some of the other parts of the movie, but he did it really well. And the scene where he interacts with his mother on the day, day that she dies, which, you know, this callback to Thor, the dark world was just really good. Really, really good. Uh, I, I thought that was okay. And I, and always watching uh, rocket and Thor together is phenomenal. Uh, I love it when, when uh, Rocket's standing, he like crawls up onto the table and goes, come here. He's like, what? No, 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 no. Step closer. Come here. And, and he goes, what? And he's like, he like moves closer. Like he's like, no, 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 just come here a little closer. And he like leans over and Rocket just like lays a fresh one on his chop. Quack! And he's like, what's wrong with you? The, um, anything with Rocket's good. Bradley Cooper does a great job with Rocket all the time. Um, and, and watching, by the way, watching Thor and Star-Lord together is really good. That That is going to make Asgardians of the Galaxy 3 really good or really shitty. I'm not sure, but I'm voting on really good. <laughs> oh, did you just say Asgardians of the Galaxy? That's what Thor said. Did you catch that? I didn't catch that, but that's great. <laughs> that's exactly, no, that, that's, that's what he said. He's like, ah, here we are. Asgardians of the Galaxy. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that's fantastic. No, I, I think it's I think it's great that those end up together because obviously Guardians really influenced Thor Ragnarok and they they kind of took a shift in the way they did those movies and it it worked so just putting that all in one spot's going to be hilarious. Oh yeah, well and, and you, you know so Gamora she like fucks right off because you know, remember it's old Gamora right not the not the one that fell in love with uh, with Star Lord so they're gonna obviously they're gonna have to go find her which is gonna this is gonna create all kind of humorous things I'm sure with Thor. Um, which is is pretty interesting. I think he might be the only OG Avenger that's fully signed on. I know Hawkeye is scheduled to be in uh, some Marvel streaming service shows with, uh, it's like Hawkeye and Falcon are going to do one. By the way, the series, a whole bunch of Marvel streaming series shows come out. Uh, You know, Scarlet Witch and Vision are going to have one. Hawkeye and Falcon, uh, you know, or no, or is it Winter Soldier? Or something it's like that? Winter Soldier know. and Captain America. I think is what they're called. Uh, yeah, no, Captain Falcon, America Captain and Winter America. Soldier. I think. No, nah, well, I think I think Bucky's going to be back or something, but I can't remember what. No, or it's Winter Soldier and Falcon. Oh, is that what it is? 
Yeah, it's Winter Soldier. Oh. Oh. Which would be cool. I like I like Bucky Barnes. I like mm-hmm. Winter Soldier. They did a really good job with this character. The uh, so so they they've kind of definitely set up so that in that next suite of Marvel Marvel movies, um, Doctor Strange Part Two's already been greenlit and they're starting to work on that one. Um, you know, everybody that had just like little bits in the movie just delivered great. Mm-hmm. Like particularly in that big fight scene. Uh, Tom, you know, obviously you got Far From Home. We're going to talk about that one uh, here in just a minute. And, and it was really interesting, by the way. I don't know if you guys caught that in the very beginning when uh, when Tony Stark is just absolutely taking the piss out of Cap when he first comes back. And he, he just says, I lost the kid. And you could see how much, you know, the loss of Peter Parker, like, hurt Tony Stark. And it was like, wow, you know, that, that was pretty powerful. And then he comes back. Um, yeah, I think I think. I think what you're going to see very directly in the Spider-Man movie is a lot of those kids, uh, like certainly Peter Parker will have been gone for five years and he kind of bounces back with a, a couple of his, his chess club friends, which is, I think that's how they're going to square a lot of that in that timeline stuff. Um, I think that's going to set a lot of things up in that movie reportedly. I mean, very clear that you know, from the trailer today. Uh, so overall, I think the next batch of whatever they, they're going to do in the MCU Probably just going to take in a variety of different directions, and I'm I'm very much looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. I think the the future looks bright for for upcoming stuff, and I'm I'm very excited for it. I mean, I kind of got burnt out on this stuff, but seeing kind of how they're going to it's, it's it's we'll call it a fresh start. It's a little more exciting to go. Okay, let's let's see where they take this now. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. So let's talk about the uh, Spider-Man. Uh, Far From Home trailer, which which you kind of touched on, Jay, is, is really kind of like almost a direct sequel to the things that happen fairly soon after um, Endgame and, and how Peter Parker is affected by everything that happened. Um, so y- you saw the trailer, right, babe? I did, yeah, and I fucking loved it, dude. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I, I thought it looked pretty good. What do what, you think, Jay? Uh, it looks really good. Uh, I mean, I, I thought it looks good. I, I'm I really like the Tom Holland, uh, you know, t- you know, Tiny Tim version of Spider Man. I think he does a, a really, really good job with it. Um, Jake Gyllenhaal is is good in just about everything he does. <laughs> a uh, you know, spoiler hashtag not spoiler. Mysterio is a fucking bad guy, so don't be surprised by that big plot twist. Uh, yeah, uh, I was like, is he a bad guy? Like, I don't know this is. stuff very well, but I'm pretty sure he's evil. <laughs> now, what's going to be interesting though is. I think they kind of, re- they, I believe they revealed that, you know, or he's introduced as like somebody from a different dimension where they start talking about, that's part of the parts where they start talking about like the, uh, the multiverse. So I'm kind of interested how well they play that out. If they're really going to stick with that, which I, I doubt they will maybe, but who knows um, if they're trying to like, you know, tease some different Marvel stuff up. So I, I'm kind of curious to see how this is going to work, but, but Mysterio is definitely like straight out of the rogues gallery, you know, for, uh, for Spider-Man. Um, it's very curious to see how they, they kind of play that one out. And they did drop that, tra- in that trailer, they did drop that multiverse world, like verbatim. So it, it, I, I think it will be um, interesting, like was said, to see how that all plays out. Um, but I mean, I think that if if Endgame is any um, any yardstick as to you know how we measure how well they're going to do, that, I, I think it'll be fine. Um, 
But th- there were a lot of really cool moments in that uh, Far From Home trailer and a lot of really cool looks at um, different, like, spider suits and everything that really got my mind, like, really excited uh, for, for, for that movie. Yeah, the name drop for Multiverse kind of caught me off guard just because, obviously, uh, the Sony animated film, uh, the, the Spider-Verse film, just came out, like, this year, early last year. Um, so, so to hear that, I mean, obviously they're they're not they're not connected. They're not the same, um, you know, franchise, obviously, but uh, or the same the same universe, I should say. But uh, it was kind of surprising that they went that direction so soon after the other film came out. I'm kind of curious how they're gonna balance that and not, you know, I don't know. I don't think people be confused by it, but it was just a little surprising to me. Yeah, no, I'm I'm on board with that. And, and for the record, I I would desperately want to see Nicolas Cage as like you know Spider Man War. Just throwing that out there, that that'd be a great callback in one of these movies. Yes, that was good. Oh my god! Um, but yeah, no, I think I think this this trailer is is pretty solid. And, and like you said, I love Tom Holland as, as Spider Man. Like he's like so much better Perfect. than the other ones. It's, I love it. It's great. Um, so I'm, I'm very keen to see more of this, especially since he's obviously been great in the other films, and I, I loved Homecoming. That was fantastic. So I'm, I'm very keen to see more of this. Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, overall, definitely looking forward to it. Uh, I am kind of curious to see what, what, you know, what direction they're going to build out, uh, you know, kind of the next MCU. I don't, I, I don't know that they're going to have, they're going to be able to have another, like, you know, long form, like 10-year vision like they did for this first round. I, I kind of doubt they will. I think they're going to go with like smaller chunks, like you know, smaller, smaller movies, maybe with some intersecting characters here and there, uh, w- which I think is maybe the right direction to go. Uh, so I, I'm, I'm overall. And by the way, I, I for the record, I fully tweeted this out repeatedly. For the love of God, fucking Warner Brothers slash anybody that owns DC properties, go pay Marvel movies. To make your fucking movies. Oh, God, yes. Please. Holy shit. Like, I cannot, I cannot stress this enough. If, if you own DC properties and you would like the movie made, go do a quote-unquote crossover event and, and pay Marvel Studios to make your fucking movie. Well, I mean, Holy shit. They, they are getting, uh, they're getting uh, James Gunn to do uh, the new Suicide Squad, so it's close enough. Ladies and gentlemen, lightning is struck. Zell has made an appearance on the podcast this calendar year. <laughs> they're doing a new Suicide uh, Squad. I didn't hear yeah, about they're, that. Yeah, they're they're doing like a it's uh so I I think it's still kind it's kind of a reboot, but it's kind of contig- contiguous. They're replacing uh their Will Smith is out, and they're not recasting Deadshot. So they're just going to leave him off of it. Um, but. Uh, they are doing another Suicide Squad movie, and it was uh, so. What happened was um, when Disney fired James Gunn over his ten-year-old tweets, uh, he went and got a job with DC Comics <laughs> making DC movies, and uh, then they they hired him back for Volume Three. So he's he's gonna go back to the Marvel camp, but you know he gets to he gets to finish his project over at DC first. So he's gonna make the next Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, I guess apparently John Cena's in this one as well, so I'm I'm kind of curious to see who he's gonna be. Yeah, I I wish they would just start over, like you said, Jay, just hire Marvel to do their films for him. Because like when I when I was growing up, I was more like I was never a huge comic book buff, but I was more of a DC kid than I was a Marvel kid. 
and it's just like my interest is just I don't care, you know, because the films are terrible. Um, but if they could have like a like the Dark Knight trilogy, I liked like those were pretty solid. But if they have like more like Batman stuff, but like at the quality you're talking for for like the Marvel films, I'd be all over that shit. But as long as the, the track record remains the same, I'm just like I don't care. Whatever you guys want to do, I probably won't see your films. If if they had done, you know, any of the last like two or three movies, like you know where they're trying to bring the group together, uh, they've done Justice League, Batman v Superman, or any of that like remotely as well as they as as Marvel folks have done. We you know it could be a different ball game. I I really feel they jumped the gun on it. We needed we needed a real Batman movie. I before totally agree with that. We did a crossover movie. No, no, I'm 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 on board with you on that one, man. The uh, now the, the the shitty thing is they could have made that a great movie because they kind of established that universe as a long running or in theory they established some things in that universe. They could have pulled it off, but they still made a shitty movie. But I'm kind of with you. They could have probably led up to a a movie or two and and, and had something better. Ben Affleck, I thought, was really really good as Batman. And that movie version of Batman was that was the definitive version I had outside the whole killing people with machine guns and shit. And we're uh, never gonna get a a Ben yeah. Affleck Batman movie. No, I, I'm t- yeah, I, I'm, I know. I just remember that one scene where he clears that room, saving uh, Martha Kent. That was the Batman for like you know thirty plus years that I, I've I've been wanting to see on the big screen and had never seen before. Yeah, because it wasn't like um, like. You know, I, 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 the Dark Knight is is still I hail as one of the greatest movies of all time. Um, but like, if you look at the the Christian Bale Batman arc, he was barely Batman. He was Batman for like a year. Like, you know, one of the things that I thought was really interesting about the Affleck portrayal was that like this was like post everything. He he had he'd done all of the things that we've heard Batman has done before, you know, he's dealt with the Joker before. It's not, it, it wasn't an, it was very, it was the exact opposite of an origin story. And that was, that was a really nice take on it. Um, but we just don't get to see more. Yeah. No, I, I will say this though. I, th- I think they made some big strides with wonder woman and Aquaman. I thought those, those were really good. Uh, you know, I thought Wonder Woman was very, very well done. I thought that, you know, thought that went over real well. Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd fully agree with that. Yeah. Um, Aquaman was um, definitely a very Marvel-esque uh, spectacle of a movie. And, uh, you know, kudos to that. Yeah, absolutely. So I, th- that's kind of my, I wish that they had they'd done something slightly different with those. And, and did you see Shazam? I did. It was great. Shazam was good, too. Really, really good. And hey, did you see the the end credit scene? By the way, you know, I, I honestly I went with somebody who pulled me out of the theater um, before the end credit scenes, even though we knew they were there. And so I have not seen the end credit scenes for Shazam, and I will have to catch them later when I inevitably own it on Blu-ray. Uh, they did a phenomenal thing. It, it was not Henry Cavill, but because he literally he was he literally could not be in the country at the same time. Apparently, that like he was fully on board to come back uh, for that post-credit scene, uh, but it, they did a great job with that movie. That movie generally was really good, by the way. Uh, overall, I think it was is pretty solid. Uh, I'm still hesitant if The Rock is going to end up being Black Adam. Uh, 
I don't think that's a good character for him at all. I, I think there's a, a lot of other superheroes that he could be if he ever dipped his toe into uh, the superhero world uh, with a DC or Marvel Marvel show. Uh, that's just I don't think that's a good one. Good choice for him. It's it's really kind of amazing, but as of yet, he still has not been in a Marvel or DC movie. Yeah, that's no joke. Like, when you think about it, like if you think about the number, the sheer raw number of movies that he has packed away in any given year, like he's in like fifteen movies a year. I don't know. I I I, I don't know what he does. I think he lives on set. I I don't I don't think he has any other life except for filming big blockbuster movies because he puts no, out so many of them. I, I tell you what, if you ever if you ever want to feel bad about your life and and like really truly understand how little shit you do get done on a given day on your busiest day, go watch the rocks Instagram. Holy shit. That dude is, he's like four o'clock in the morning. He's pounding, he's pumping weights, eating steaks, you know, doing like filming movies, like delivering babies, like flying helicopters, scuba diving, flying out to Hawaii, you know, like hanging out with Elon Musk, like that dude, like you will literally, you, you will, you will ponder your, your, the existence of your life. If you follow his Instagram for about two weeks. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me all that much, but, but like just with the number of movies he's done, he has not managed to like accidentally end up in a Marvel or DC movie. Yet. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't know how he's managed that. I feel like he must have some actual, pet peeve about about these franchises that he doesn't want to get involved or something because he's just it's they've been you know full-on half of hollywood for a decade and a half and and he's uh he's apparently been saying no thanks or nobody's asked him yeah i totally agree man that's it's it's it is pretty bananas that he has not been in one so uh zell we'll, we'll roll back real quick what do you think of the uh end game adventures end game um so uh overall I was not very surprised at at any particularly major twist type thing. Um you know I, I how, how what did I say like a year ago who was going to die in the end of this this movie? Um more or less. Um I I'm you know I'm probably a little peeved that if uh that they're going to have a hard time doing a a Black Widow movie. Um, but who knows? Like, you know, they make a whole point. There's no coming back from this. There's no bringing someone back. But Gamora's there at the end. It's not the uh, same. It's not no, the same Gamora, Gamora, but so. Well, they didn't bring her back. They didn't bring that Gamora back. They, it was a different one. I, I know. But I'm, I'm just saying, like, it, you know, in this, in the same vein of nobody's ever truly dead forever, I'm sure they can end up, you know, if they, if, if plot calls for it, you know, oh, there's there's another there's another Black Widow, or oh, we collapse some universes together. Like, uh, how many times have each of the comic book universes like exploded and be, been remerged with like five other ones or something like that? Uh, yeah, a lot. That's that's definitely more of a DC thing. In fact, that's that's their standard way of resetting their comic book universe. Uh, but but it, it's it's more than a few. Um. But yeah, no, and um, I would definitely say the uh, the 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 moment with Thanos at the beginning of the movie uh, was fantastic, just because that was honestly one of the 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 solidly good like kind of surprises of the movie 
and it was an absolute and the the line that he he said was an fantastic uh yes we read your comments <laughs> answer yeah i think it was uh overall pretty good I, I like where they're they're going with things um is there anything else you guys wanted to cover before we kind of wrap this thing up uh no i think pretty good pretty yeah, good no. good rundown all right uh i guess we'll do shout outs and i've I, i'm totally not ready for this but uh i guess i'll give a give a shout out to like robert downey jr right because like uh because I never been they never a big comic book guy, but just like Iron Man really kind of got me interested in a lot of the stuff and uh, kind of ushered in you know this whole thing and just you know, his performance throughout the years has always been really really awesome and I've always kind of appreciated uh, him as an actor and, and his character as well. So shout out to him for a really really badass eleven years between you know beginning and end. So it's it's good stuff. Uh, Gazelle, shout out. Um, my shout out is actually like to the whole internet because I actually just saw Endgame this past Friday. So I got through like a solid week. It's impressive. And and I like I'm on Twitter pretty regularly. I do use Facebook less frequently, but I have it. I'm fairly active on the internet, and I actually can genuinely say that I did not read any spoilers. Uh, between the time that the movie came out and when I finally got around to going to see it. So I, I was really proud of the internet for this. Um, today was like the, the day that the directors were like, okay, everything's fair game now. And I appreciate that the that uh, the internet, for the most part, kept that in check and, and stuck with it. All right, good stuff. Uh, Bait, you're up. Sorry, what were we doing? I, I had to open a new drink. Shout outs, my friend. Shout out. So um, this past weekend, um was jacksonville's biggest uh, uh festival that, that we host every year welcome to rockville um and i i did get to go um so shout out to uh to everybody who was there thanks for coming out and uh descending upon this city um had a great time and uh got to hear uh tool debut two new songs so that was pretty fucking rad um so yeah that's that's my shout out all right, and Jay, you're up. Uh, uh, shout outs. Let me see. Um, shout outs to the like probably two billion people that have uh, that have seen the the movie. Apparently, they they've gone so far past uh, whatever the last record was for making a Marvel movie, making any movie ever in the history of the world, that I think they're lapping people. I, I literally think that they've like literally come around the track and they're fucking lapping people on how much money they're making with this movie so far. So all you, all you, anybody who's got stock in, you know, Marvel movie studios or whatever, you got to share that good on you. Cheers to avatar, which reigned for a solid 10 mm-hmm. years, but it, whose reign is most definitely the, now over. The dethroned. Cause I think they're up, they're up over 2 billion now, right? Yeah. They've been past 2 billion. Oh, they're, yeah. They're way over. That's, that's crazy. That's absolutely mind blowing. All right. Well, I have, a, I have one more shout out. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm gonna sneak this in because I've missed so many episodes, and even the ones I've on, I don't always have a shout out. So I feel like if I have a second shout out, I should throw it in there to just kind of you know catch up a little bit. I also want to give a quick shout out to uh, Pokey's amazing trailer reaction for Sonic. <laughs> oh Jesus! Because I died. <sighs> I died watching that. I I said I like I saw it. I was, I was like, Pokey, have you seen this? 
And he's like, no, is it bad? And I'm like, yes, it's so bad. He's like, okay, I'm going to do a trailer reaction video. <laughs> and I'm like, yes. I, I, think, I think the best part of that is when the, the, the main character looks at Sonic and it pans to, to Sonic with the teeth and then it pans back to the guy and both me and the guy scream in horror at the same time. <laughs> totally unplanned. No, it was, that, that was, yeah. No, we, we didn't even talk about how unfortunate that whole thing was. Did, did you guys see the Sonic trailer? Oh, yeah, it's oh, so yeah. bad. Oh my God. Holy shit balls. The memes, the, 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 like the, no matter how this goes, and it, you know, you know, they've said they're they're literally going to redo the CGI for this movie. They've said they're going to fix it, so they say. But but like, no matter what becomes of this movie, the memes will survive, and that is what it is contributing. So so I I got, I got to share my conspiracy theory on this because it's it's absolutely true. Um, they actually already have done the whole movie with like a proper Sonic uh, render and they just made the trailer like look as bad as possible to basically drum up as much hype and as attention as possible. And they go, Oh, don't worry, we'll fix it. And they literally just like splice in the, the good footage and it's, it's good to go. I think the movie's actually already done. It's probably great. And they just made this bad trailer for, uh, for publicity. It's, it's genius. I, I will say, I, I think, I think Jim Carrey is going to be good in this movie. I was amused. I don't know. I, I will say, just, just I gotta give props where it's due. Like the the ending scene when they show Jim Carrey as like a the much more iconic Doctor Robotnik, like bald with the the, the mustache, like, that was really good. Like that was like, oh, okay, yeah, that's that's the way it should be. Everything else is horrible, but that one shot's very good. So I'll give him credit there. That was that was well done. I I don't think anything's gonna save this. Oh no, it's gonna be it's gonna be an absolute garbage fire. Like it's it's gonna be horrible. But you, I'm, and, I'm not. I'm not I'll, I'll be honest. With you, I am not. I'm not a Sonic fan at all. There's. I'm not a big. I was never big into it. it wasn't a big game for me. But it, it's a very iconic character. You know. So I've obviously played the games back in the day. That that was right up there, right up there with the Bob Hoskins Mario. I I don't, don't know even talk shit about what that. somebody was. I don't know what somebody was thinking when they said, this looks like a great Sonic the Hedgehog. Little kids will love this character. I cannot imagine who thought that was good. <laughs> well, that's so. That's the thing that really threw me, is I'm like, if you look at the, the thing, and, and I want to say, if I was to pick a movie that I'm like, this is kind of the, the target audience fit and the look would be like Spy Kids. And, and, yeah. and, I'll, and, and I'm like... And it could entirely be successful with the Spy Kids level audience of, of kids. But the problem is you're doing a movie about a character that everybody who knows and cares about the character is now an adult. You know, like that's a there's a huge target audience mismatch in what I see here, because you see you see a movie that looks like it's meant for kids, but is about a character that adults will care about, not kids. A and so that's where I see this being really really awful i feel like where i think detective pikachu is going to do, is going to be a decent movie is because you know that they're they know their audience is is adults now for the most part and that's where they're going to cater you know and actually i'm uh, we're gonna go see that for louis birthday uh this weekend detective pikachu um like i, th I think i said in chat but like i think what 
so Sonic's horrifying. Like, it's just a scary-looking character. But, like, I was thinking about why I was so excited for Detective Pikachu when I saw the trailer. Um, actually, uh, it's Ryan Reynolds. At, just at, be at, honest. Well, no, no, no. It was, like, because I think they showed, like, a lot more than we had kind of seen before um, in the preview that was at Endgame in the, in the previews. And, and I kind of sat back and I went, you know what this is? What makes this really kind of fun is that what I'm seeing on screen – the Pokemon look as cool on screen as they did in my 10-year-old little brain, like when I'm playing on my Game Boy. Like, they look like shit on the Game Boy, but in your head, they look really, really fucking cool. And they look like that on the screen. So it's like, I get to, like, kind of actually see for real now what I always thought they look like. Um, and it's just going to be a lot of fun. Like, it, it's, I mean, Ryan Reynolds is, of course, like, easy, easy win right there. But, like, I think just overall, it's going to be a really, really fun movie. And I'm, I'm really excited for it. And it may be the movie that finally breaks the the video game curse for for movies. It, it, it probably fucking will because it's not actually following the plot of a video game, and it's just set they have a Detective more. Pikachu video game. But is it the same? My point is that most video game movies they try to like recreate the story of the game, and I'm like, no, 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 no. like just just make a movie set in the universe of you know that game. But I guess they did. They did with Sonic. <sighs> I never, I never saw Assassin's Creed. Was that actually based off the plot of the game, or was it just in universe? Uh, Assassin's Creed was. Um, what do I say about this? That movie. It was kind of generic. I kind of forgot it was, existed. It was, <laughs> it, it was in universe with a new assassin that we hadn't really seen before, hadn't really heard about, and it was a not great movie. Uh, okay. Well. Who knows? Hopefully, they hopefully Pikachu is good though, because I, I think it'll be at the very least entertaining, even if it's not objectively that great. It's gonna be great. I mean, don't don't even I, don't even shit talk that movie. Don't even have I'm, doubts. I, I, it's gonna be fantastic. But, no, okay, fair fair enough. Um, but I I do I think we have to we have to do something though when like Sonic like comes to Blu-ray, we're gonna have to just make oh, a pact dude. that we're gonna we're we're gonna buy it for like the three dollars it releases at. <laughs> And get like the because they they got things online where you can like upload a video and like watch it simultaneously with people like in different locations, and we have to record are, like a mystery mm-hmm. science theater three thousand like roast yep. of it and just shit talk it the whole one hundred percent yeah like just I I still want to do it in person as like biomasked con con something if if we can oh, pick I'm, a location I'm totally down for that if I'm we can totally pick a location down. I'll 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 make it happen some way like equidistant between Jay and I. Or something. Nashville. No, that's 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 wait, that's in the lake, isn't it? That's <laughs> underwater. I, I was about to say that we may need to relook your geography, but I totally get where you're going. <laughs> but you know, that's that that that's that that's a must happen because this is like because it's because our podcast is like games and movies, right? So we have a, a a movie about a game, and our show is a total shit show. And this movie about a game is gonna be a total shit show. So it, it's like the perfect mascot film for the podcast i'm i'm excited it's gonna be great make by a masquerade again ah. okay I'm done. <laughs> um anything else guys before we kind of close this up no i think that's it man all right sounds good um as always thanks for tuning in guys if you want to be on the show or have any topics you want us to cover or any bad movies you want us to watch Head over to biomass.com and hit us up. We'll be more than happy to accommodate you. But that being said, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.